Hello everybody, you're here listening to the 10th inning with your host, Nico Dwyer. In today's episode, I'll be giving you one of my favorite topics to talk about. We are talking about alternate history in today's episode. Now, what do I mean by alternate history? Well, it means exactly what it sounds like it means. What if something different occurred that would have changed the timeline, course of history as we know it in professional sports? Throughout the world, there are countless examples of this happening. And to be fair, most of us think about this pretty often. I mean, things like these, these are unavoidable to get away from. Some little basic ones in the USA are, what if the South had won the Civil War? How different would the United States be today? Would it still be in two different countries? We really don't know. This is what I mean by alternate history. This isn't just a what if of a one-game-off what-if. Like, what if the Boston Red Sox never came back down from 3-0 and the Yankees won that fourth game? No, no, no. We're not talking about that. Because, yeah, even though that may have changed the course of history, it's not significant enough to be considered a what-if that truly would have changed history as we understand it. Some examples of this will be what I'll be talking about today. I'll be giving you my big what-ifs that would really change history as we think about it. I read a book by Mike Pesca called Upon Further Review, The Greatest What-Ifs in Sports History. Now, it wasn't Mike Pesca who wrote the whole thing. He took anecdotes from other writers, edited them all into this one book, and it's about basically the 30 greatest what-ifs in sports history. I don't want to spoil anything from the actual chapters in the book, so I'll just go off the what-if faced in the preface of the book, and this is outlined by Malcolm Gladwell, who wrote another great book, The Outliers. Get that, read it up if you have a chance. Great book. Now, the question posed here for this what-if is, what if the slave trade did not take Africans from West Africa? Instead, they took Africans from East Africa. Now, first glance, this really doesn't seem like much, but this question is what the greatest what-ifs do. They make you dig deeper into it. It's not just a surface-level question. This question really poses a big threat because getting them from West Africa, that is really something major that we don't think about in today's society when we look at it. We looked at the slave trade, and yes, it was wrong, but that's all we look about. We don't really look at the consequences, especially in sport, that it brought us to. Now, just a quick, quick outline of that. Look at the sports we play today. Mostly speed, power games, and that's what West Africa was. But if we brought them from East Africa, how would what we watch today change? Would we have baseball? Potentially. Would we have football? No. Would we have basketball? Most likely not. We might be a society dominated by watching soccer, track and field, possibly cricket, and those would be what we watch. Now, take it from this. Out of the top 100 marathon times of all time, 99 out of those 100 are from people born of East African descent. That means they're built for endurance. Therefore, soccer, otherwise known known in the world as football, would be the prevalent sport taking place. We wouldn't get these power sports that we see in the West Africa that we've seen today. Now, when we look at some of the best sprinters in the world, specifically Usain Bolt, 
he comes from a West African descent going into Jamaica. Now, this is what we've gotten from the West Africa. We've gotten some of these sports. How would that change if we got them from East Africa? I'm not going to go into this anymore. This is something I would love to let you guys think about and just ponder in your own minds because this is a great what if. And if you liked that one, that's just the preface one. This book, upon further review by Mike Pesta, some great what ifs from other people around the United States. And it's just a really good book all around. So in today's episode, I'm giving you my biggest what ifs in history and... Usually, I don't put injuries into these what-ifs lists, but that it's okay to put in there because they had the potential to change history with what they were doing. So, my first one, what if Mario Lemieux never got injured, never, never got diagnosed with Hodgkin's disease as well? Well, for those who don't know who Mario Lemieux is, I strongly advise you look him up. He was one of the greatest hockey players of all time played for the Pittsburgh Penguins, made his debut in 1984, ended his career in about 2004. Great career, great player all around. Now, why would I add him to the list? Well, if you're a hockey fan, even if you're just a casual hockey fan, Lemieux is always brought up in discussion when we talk about the greatest player of all time in hockey. Now, for hockey, it's a little bit different than maybe baseball or basketball or football because... Most people would agree that there's one clear answer for the greatest of all time, and that would be Wayne Gretzky. And to be fair, it's hard to go against Wayne Gretzky because Wayne Gretzky literally did everything. There was nothing that he could not do. But when we looked at Lemieux, Lemieux played in almost 500 games less than Wayne Gretzky, and to be fair, didn't come close to the points record, but he was on pace to. He was on pace to be right there. So, Wayne Gretzky started his career in 1979. Wouldn't have changed Wayne Gretzky's career at all, maybe other than the Stanley Cup titles he had. But if Lemieux was healthy, we might be be comparing players now to Lemieux instead of Wayne Gretzky when we look at the great ones. So, nothing most likely would have changed in Wayne Gretzky's career. But... Lemieux posed a whole new kind of threat. So starting off with Wayne Gretzky, before Lemieux came in the league, well, let's go with his first six seasons, actually, his the sixth season being Lemieux's rookie season. Wayne Gretzky, in his rookie season, 1979, 137 points, 51 goals, 86 assists, 79 games played. In 1980, 164 points, 55 goals, 109 assists, 80 games played. 1981, 212 points, 92 goals, 120 assists, 80 games played. 1982, 196 points, 71 goals, 125 assists, 80 games played. 1983, 205 points, 87 goals, 118 assists, 74 games played. 1984, 208 points, 73 goals, 135 assists, 80 games played. Now, if you're hearing anything that sounds just... Wow, well, first of all, you should be. Scoring over 150 points in a hockey season isn't easy whatsoever. Scoring over 200, Wayne Gretzky has the most 200-point seasons of all time. I mean, that's just amazing numbers. But the thing that really stands out is how consistent he was. Like, how often he was able to get on the ice 
without an injury occurring. In his first six seasons, the least amount of number of games he played in one season was 74. Now, those are just insane numbers to begin with. In his first six seasons, Wayne Gretzky had 1,000 122 points, 2.37 points per game in 473 games in his first six seasons. Now we switch over to Mario Lemieux, 1984 in his rookie season, 100 points, third rookie to score 100 plus points. He did that in 73 games. In 1985, 141 points, 48 goals, 93 assists in 79 games. In 1986, 107 points, 54 goals, 53 assists in 1963 games. In 1987, 168 points, 70 goals, 98 assists in 77 games. 1988, 199 points, 85 goals, 114 assists in 76 games. And then in 1989, 123 points, 45 goals, 78 assists in 59 games. So in Lemieux's first six seasons, 838 points in 427 games with an average of 1.96 points per game in that stretch. So when we compare Gretzky to Lemieux at that point, Gretzky's numbers obviously better. But again, Gretzky's lowest number of games played in the season up to that point was 74 games. Lemieux was under 74 games three times during that span. His rookie season, his 1986 season, and his 1989 season. In fact, he never played more than 79 games. Gretzky played 79 or more games in his first six seasons, five of those times. Again, not taking anything away from Wayne Gretzky. His ability to stay on the ice and healthy on the ice is partly one of the reasons why he's the greatest of all time. There's nothing he couldn't do, and he stayed on the ice. But Lemieux probably just got shelled with bad luck from all around. Following the 1989 season, he had a herniated back, so he had surgery in 1990, missed the first 50 games of the next season due to a rare bone disease. He came back later that season, won the Conn Smythe Trophy, the playoff MVP for the Pittsburgh Penguins. In, 19 in 1991, 131 points in 64 games for the Penguins, won the playoff MVP. He was putting up great numbers in a limited amount of games. He almost missed 20 games that season, and he still put up 131 points. Just great player. 1992-1993, he was diagnosed with Hodgkin's disease. However, he still scored 160 points in 60 games. Missed over 20 games that season, and he put up 160 points. Won the, won the MVP that season. He had his second back surgery that offseason within the past three seasons. In 1993-94, he missed a total of 58 games due to back problems. Next season, he took a medical leave because the treatment, the radiation treatment from getting diagnosed with Hodgkin's disease turned out to be a little too much to handle, understandably so. So, he took that season off. When you're looking right there, Lemieux was able to do some incredible things with the puck. He was one of the greatest playmakers of all time. Did everything that Gretzky to do. Maybe not as great as getting the puck in the net the first six seasons or finding a way to get the puck in the net, whether that means assisting or scoring. But by his later seasons, by his early 90s seasons, Oh, he was doing that without a problem. So, Lemieux misses 1994-95 the 95 season. 
Comes back the next year, in 95-96, he scored 161 points, scored his 500th goal in 605 career games, second only to Wayne Gretzky, who did it in 575 games. The next season, scores 122 points, scores his 600th goal in 719 games, second to only Wayne Gretzky. But this time, instead of being 30 games difference than Gretzky, he had a one-game difference of Gretzky. Lemieux, 719 games. Gretzky, 718 games. Then, had some good seasons after that. Retired. After that, he retired until the 2000-2001 season. Many thought he was just calling it quits. He had a great career already. He would have been a Hall of Famer. Calling it right there. 2000-2001. Lemieux came back. 76 points in 43 games. Then his last final hurrah, 2002-2003 season, 91 points in 67 games. Lemieux just knew how to find the back of the net, knew how to do some incredible things, and limited opportunity mainly due to his back problems and being diagnosed with Hodgkin's disease. And it's just unfair. So where does this what-if come in? Now, for this, what if, because what ifs not only make you look at history, but they make you reevaluate someone's career by changing something. Now, this is why it's called a what if, because obviously it will never happen, it can never happen. But let's just assume that Lemieux and Gretzky played the same amount of games in their career. Mario Lemieux played 17 seasons, 915 games. Wayne Gretzky, 20 seasons, 1,487 games. In that time for Gretzky, Gretzky scored 2,857 points. And the amazing stat about him, if you haven't heard, you most likely should have, Wayne Gretzky would still have the point lead in the NHL if you took away all the goals he ever scored. 1,963 assists. That is still ahead of the second place player who it might possibly get past this year. Yaromir Jagr has not 1,921 total points in his NHL career, so that impressive stat might not be true after this season, but it's still a remarkable feat that Gretzky has been able to accomplish. But now let's take that and go with what Lemieux would have been able to do if you gave him that many more games, and we assume he kept the same production that he had been doing his whole career. In Wayne Gretzky's career, he scored an average of 1.92 points per game. In Mario Lemieux's career, he scored an average of 1.88 points per game in his career. So if Lemieux played the same amount of games as Wayne Gretzky, his total point number would be somewhere around the number of 2,795 points in his career. Less than 65 points off of what Wayne Gretzky had in his career. So he might not have passed Wayne Gretzky, but... What really sucks is he never got a chance. We never really got to see if this man would have had a chance to pass Wayne Gretzky as being one of the greatest hockey players of all time. And that's what really sucks about it because he was such a good player, one of the greatest players of all time. Even if you talk to anyone today, a hockey fan, and you ask them to name their top five, Mario Lemieux will most likely about 99% of players' list, they would name him in that list because it's hard to go against it. In a typical top five, you would have almost four guys as a constant, no matter what order you want them. You'd have Wayne Gretzky, 
Bobby Orr, Gordie Howe, and Mario Lemieux. No matter what order you want to put them, those four in, those four are almost always constants in someone's top five. So it's just unfair that we didn't get to see Lemieux have as illustrious as a career playing-wise as Wayne Gretzky because when he was on the ice, he was a feat to be watched. But we just didn't see him get on the ice that much, and that's why it's a big what-if. What if Lemieux had been able to get on that ice that much? Now, this one, as opposed to others I will be doing in the future because I want to make this a series, this isn't that big of a what-if, but it would change history because you would see players more trying to be like Mario Lemieux instead of trying to be like Wayne Gretzky. Well, that wouldn't mean much, but it really would mean a lot because these two, even though they're very similar stats-wise if you compare them per game-wise, they were two completely different players. Mario Lemieux was six foot two inches, one of the first really big guys to show what he could do, play play just amazing with the puck, with the stuff he was able to do with the puck. I wish I could have seen him. I'm too young to see him. So obviously, I'm too young to see Wayne Gretzky. I would have been able to see Lemieux at the tail end of his career, and I can watch him on highlights. But watching someone on highlights, watching them at the tail end of their career, that's not the same thing as being able to watch them live. It's a shame that we couldn't see more of what Mario Lemieux could truly do in his time in the NHL, but that's why this is one of the better what-ifs. Even if it might not be one of the great what-ifs in sports history, this is one of the better what-ifs because Lemieux could have been the best of all time. We don't know, so what we can only say right now is he's one of the best of all time. But when he was in his prime, he led the stand, like he led the Pittsburgh Penguins to four Stanley Cups. How many more could he have had? Could he have earned himself more Stanley Cups to be put ahead of Wayne Gretzky just off that alone? Very possible. We'll never know. I want you to think about this what if and try to think of some more what ifs because what ifs, even if we don't consciously think of what ifs, I'm sure you can think of at least one, whether it be in a in world history, American history, sports history, any kind of history, you can think of a what if. How would something have changed if something else went differently? I will give you guys a heads up of what I'll be doing in my next episode. What if Bo Jackson wasn't so strong by that? What if he wasn't so strong he never got injured? He injured himself by kind of pulling a defender, therefore dislocating his hip. That will be in my next episode. That will be another great one because I'm sure most of you know about Mo Jackson, Bo Jackson, two-sport athlete. So this will be a great what-if. But this is the end for this episode of my what-if series. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you guys enjoy this series because I am very much so going to enjoy giving you this series from my perspective that's another great thing about what ifs we all have a different perspective this is my perspective you may not agree with it but thank you for listening listening to me and hearing me out for the 10th inning with nick o'dwyer till next time